into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap and raw. Peace to my man, now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over the Hello everyone, this is Josh, also known as Yashu. You're tuning into episode 52 of the Tila White Talks podcast. I already said it like best and all that you can get it on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, YouTube, much more. And, you know, we're definitely going to get it started right here in all the gnome. So today we actually have one of the dopest artists like in the game right now. Chase. Performances, Chase. concerts, Chase. everything else too and all that, you know, so... <laughs> Today we have Unsighted in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is this is this is where like all those sound effects will come. In. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we like add that in, like that'll be like very interesting and all that, you know. But yeah, man, like make it like funk flex and all that. But, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Add a baby crying or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so how's life uh, been, man? Yo, honestly, honestly, we vibing. Um, I'm good. Like I've just been. Uh, trying to get more content out and stuff like that. Like, coming into this year, I had told uh, all my followers and shit, I was like, yo, guys, I swear, uh, I'm going to release more. And I think I've I've been doing that, which I'm I'm kind of proud of, but got some more in the tank. We got to get out. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been seeing, like, some of your performances, like, on YouTube and all that. Like, I have to actually check out, like, a showcase uh, one day, but I saw the OBJX uh, video, and I think uh, there's supposed to be, like, a boxing and all that, and then yeah. you just kind of, like, came, like, how, like, a boxer was gonna, like, do their walk-in and all that, and, like, that yeah. was, like, kind of crazy and all that. You had, like, people going, um, that, there was, like, this guy with, like, red dreads and all that, like, that was, like, hyping uh, you up and all that, and, like, yes, sir. I literally, like, saw this guy <laughs> at, um, a friggin', like, event some, like, la like, last year and all that, like, and he was, like, having, like, the best time of his life and all that. But, like, you killed it. Like, oh, you yeah, it. Bucky. Bucky, he's a psychopath. He's great. <laughs> we love Bucky. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure, man. I think, like, there's, like, this other one where I think it was, like, kind of, like, short and all that. But it, it was, like, it was, like, this, like, small, like, ball, bar hall and all that. And mm. I think you, like, kind of killed it out there with, like, I think, like, what, 100, 200 people, like, people out there and all that. Mm. And mm. I think you were, like, at a plaza, like, area for a bit, too. And, like, you were, like, doing, like, a little, like, special and all that, like, about, like, the freestyle. And then I think you were, like, doing this and all that, so. Oh, oh, yeah. I was just hitting stuff and making the beat yeah. up. As well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, thank you for having me. What the fuck? Yo, it's great to be here. Hope we're able to put on a dope-ass show for people to come listen to. You know what I'm talking about? View. That's what it is. Yeah, man. Likewise. And we'll definitely get it started right here. So. Yes, sir. Where did you grow up and what was, like, the environment like for you? Uh, so technically when it came to growing up, uh, we moved around like a lot. So I was born in Brooklyn, uh, and then I came over to Canada. Uh, my parents had come over cause now Brooklyn's all gentrified and shit. So it's all like cute and stuff over there. But at the time it definitely was not that nice, uh, to be around. So we came through, we came over to Canada and from there, I kind of like at least every day one or two years just moved to a different city so like saga toronto brampton uh oakville caledon etobicoke like it was very just like boing boing boing, boing. so i kind of got a whole taste of ontario to be honest oh uh, true yeah but like even like with the childhood type stuff and all that was it like kind of like lit like back then as a kid <laughs> was it lit um see it's, it's it's interesting um and i definitely want to pose this question to viewers um as well to find out their interpretation but i always kind of have this feeling where i need to um at least when i'm publicly talking uh shine a positive light on my childhood and how it happened even if 
it's not as bright as um, I say it is just because it feels like there's almost a sense of disrespect to the people that kind of uh, gave me life and at least kept me alive. You know what I'm saying? So even even if there's other things where I'm like, oh, this was fucked up or it's like, oh, this happened in my childhood and this makes me feel like this and this is why I'm a rager now. um, I'm just still like, yeah, you know, yeah, we was was lit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if anyone actually has fucking answers for that i'd love to hear that so like send it through to my dms or some shit tell me what the fuck i should do because i'm gonna continue having questions like this moving forward in my career right and i feel like i'm always very honest uh with people both on socials and in person so i want to figure out how to continue to do that but i don't know how to yet yeah no no, i definitely understand too but like i mean like elementary school like middle school like high school and all that you know it was like some interesting stuff too like with video games and all that like Mm. tv and all that like you know you might have like watched like dope cartoons like back then too so like it might have been like interesting in that aspect like even like making friends too in school and all that so Mm. see uh i didn't really interact with a lot of people my age until like grade seven like like i wasn't really uh i was i was very i was very like almost like princess held in castle type (laughs) beat like i wasn't i I didn't really like go out and like chill and stuff with other kids um but once i did i came out like a fucking animal let's talk about rabid now like i'm just like wow uh (laughs) but um i definitely loved video games from then till now 100 percent like and I definitely bring up both video games and anime and raps and stuff all the time, just because it was such a big inspiration for me creatively. Oh, like sure. the idea to like have an escape and there's a storyline in this escape, especially if you can create your character. Um, and that kind of is how I'm able to create the idea of things now when I'm writing and stuff like that. No, nah, sure. You know, and, you know, like even like in Toronto, like at those times and all that, were you, like, very, like, immersed into music from, like, what you were, like, listening to and all that? Like, I think, like, around that time period, you know, like, there's, like, Cardinal Official and, like, yeah. you know, Maestro and all that, Chocolate, yeah. and then yeah. k Drake, and then yeah. Tory Lanez and all those other people and all that? Yeah. High key? High key, bro? Music was playing at all times. And then depending on who was playing the music, that was the genre. But I, I was immersed in it um, from the idea of uh hella hip-hop and r&b um there was always that going on like uh with r&b i was always listening to uh maya or uh dwelly or charlie wilson and then hip-hop i really loved old school shit like the far side like i would listen to the far side drake at the moment drake i swear when i hit 13 or when was it 11 12 whenever the fuck uh thank me later had dropped um I probably have listened from that point to a Drake song a day my entire yeah. life. <laughs> Yo, nah, that nigga yeah, been in my head, bro. Um, but no, nah, no, nah, like, yeah, I, I would listen to that and a lot of Kanye. Um, I found Kanye and how he would kind of like uh, create an album very inspirational at no. the time, too. Uh, 100% and yeah. all that and I mean like with Drake with Kanye and all that I feel like they're still like at their like tier like today and all that in terms of like legacy and all that absolutely because like Drake you know he's dropped like countless albums like yeah. yay countless albums and all that yeah. and I don't think there's any other artists like within like their peer group that 
kind of made it more than them and all that. Like you've had like people like maybe like ASAP Rocky and like Kendrick Lamar and all that, but Drake and Kanye, like their influences like all over the world and all that. Like mm. people like in Russia or in China would even like know like maybe like five Drake or Kanye sons and all that. Like if you like tell them and all that, you know? Mm. Is they're, they're like uh almost like the pop star legacies of hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh like when you see Michael Jackson step up on the stage and it's like, ah, he's the king of pop. They're like like the pop of hip hop. They're like, no matter where yeah. it is, everyone's like, ah, oh, and they expect yeah. like a huge stage, godlike presence whenever they come out. Like there's always that tier of like epic greatness when they're stepping onto the stage. So oh, for sure, hundred percent, man. And you know, immersing yourself as an artist, like from the start too. Um, how did you like get into like freestyle and like battle rapping and all that? Because I've heard more about you within like the whole freestyle and like battle rap lane and all that. Mm. Um, high key, I it came from poetry. Like I would just like sit down and write poetry a lot when I was like really young. Um, and then there would be <laughs> in high school there was this table. This this racist as fuck that it was called this now, but now I know uh, called Kafrica, where all the black people would all congregate together at the same time, and we'd all be like, all right, and we just start like banging on the desk and making beats and shit, and. Um, People would rap, and then they were like, okay, you get in there. And, of course, I was I was asked then, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm Kratos. Uh, tomatoes. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but then moving forward, uh, I didn't really, like, I would just kind of spit to myself a lot, but, like, it just kept it at that. And, like, maybe an assignment here or there, I would write a rap for it. But in, like, late college, uh, there was this app that came out, and it was, like, called battle app and it was basically instagram but specifically for like battle rapping and there was this whole battle rap community on there and i was like i'm so interested what is this and i went on and i got myself into a competition and i was like holy shit and then it just stuck like i just kept going back i kept going and it was it was kind of nice that i didn't uh that i didn't feel like i was I was losing, like I wasn't losing. I was like, oh, okay, yo, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of heat with this. Until of course I got my ass slapped for the first time. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. fucking embarrassing, bro. Um, but I loved the culture of battle rap and freestyling, especially uh, growing up. Like I would watch a lot of uh, Team Backpack in like World MC, and I was always like, yo, this is fire. Uh, so moving forward from there, then that's that's just how I got into it and just kept going oh for sure and all that and you know like even like with battle rap too like i want to like get more into like this topic uh right now totally. um so like what were like your favorite like battle raps like of like all time and all that oh my god okay so in terms of battle rapper uh arsenal i loved arsenal i honestly learned how to enunciate in rap because of arsenal like i found out um the enunciation of your b's are so hard hitting because before I'd be like, uh, roll up with a bitch in the body bag, you know, but he'd be like, roll up with a bitch in the body bag, you know, body bag. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like the way he says it makes it so much more impactful. Um, favorite bars, uh, definitely, I think it was Tay Rock. I think it was Tay Rock, um, where he says the one about like cutting someone and he's like, what? Then you get a cut, then another cut, then another cut. Have it look like the seatbelt broken and I'm trying to buckle up. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that was crazy, bro. Um, that was really cool. And then um, just, just seeing everyone doing their thing all the time and finding out 
like I think one of the most beautiful things about battle rap, which I find so funny, is you can diss people through complimentary things. Like you don't always have to find something bad about someone. Like they can have like a really chiseled face or something, right? And then you're there and you're like, look at your cut clean lines, you ugly fuck. And it's like, oh, that's 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 crazy. Now he's you're dissing them for being pretty, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So it, it's it's really cool to take that. Yeah, no, for sure. For me, I would say, like, the whole, like, Loaded Lux sub versus... Like, I love Cohen. Loaded Lux. Like, I remember, like, that battle rap when he had the tuxedo one. Like, I was, like, still watching it to this day. And, like, I feel like that's, like, the epitome of, like, a perfect, like, battle rap, like, initiation. And, like, even, like, just, like, mm. a whole, like, series, you know? And, like, I remember, like, I think, like, the last round and all that where... He had more of, like, an, a mature approach uh, to it. Like, yeah. he was wearing, like, the tuxedo. He was, you know, kind of, like, telling this guy, like, Calico, like, you know, you're not, like, an actual man. You're just someone that was, like, kind of caught up in, like, you're still, like, a nigga and all that. Just, like, with mm. trapping and shit like that. And mm. with Lux, you know, he's, like, I'm way above, like, within this, like, prem and all that. Because right now you're still stuck in the system. And, like, that was, like, probably, like, one of the craziest uh, times, too. Because mm. Buster Rhymes is there. I think Q-Tip was there. I think, like, even, like, Diddy was, like, there, too, at one point. And they, like, literally had, like, a casket where I think they were, like, saying, you know, this is, like, the death of your era and all that. And, like, I'm coming back to, like, revive it. Because, like, at that time period, I think, like, he kind of took a break around that time, too. But Mm. that was, like, like, literally, like, one of the perfect ones I've seen, too. Um, I mean, there's, like, also, like, the whole, like, uh, Dumbfounded and then the... um, Who's that other guy's uh, name? Uh... What's that guy's name? Uh, the guy that did like the whole like uh, meme thing, uh, who's like on Wild and Out. Um, but yeah, like that uh, battle was like also the, the, like, the bigger guy. No, like the short dude. Um, kind of like had the cup and all that too. Um, he was like in a meme and all that. Uh, conceited, I think actually. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Like okay, that okay. was like also like another dope one as well too. I mean, a lot of like good Arsenal ones too. And most recently, I think uh, the Gishigari versus I think Remy Ma's like artist and all that. Mm. Um. He like Gucci had like a bar and all that where he exposed Remy Ma for like sleeping uh, with this guy and all that. And like, I think recently that was like pretty interesting too because like that was like kind of like a weird rumor that was like going on and all that. And like, it just kind of like led on from there and all that. So, yo, you stay within it, eh? You, yeah. you, you've been watching. That's it. Yeah. Like, I try to tap in and all that. Like, you know, watch like some like compilation moments, like watch like old ciphers and all that, but mm. or like old battles and all that. But mm. then, you know, it kind of gets crazy from there and all that, you know? Nah, tough, 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 tough. Yeah, man. But, um, as of like, so to speak more on it, like, you know, tell me more about that progression and like, performing and like battle rap and like freestyle and how was that experience like for you when he started out like within battle rap and like freestyling oh totally um i think one of one of the things that allowed me to be able to do it and have a good time in it was i didn't take any of the attacks seriously like i found it comical uh it was always so funny when someone figured out something now i'm not gonna lie it hurt it like it, it still hurt, but <laughs> but it would be like oh oh that was a good one. Like there was um there was one when I when I first started out um and I was I was younger. Of course I was like m- me loving Arsenal. I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out gun bars you know all the time. I was like I'm gonna talk about shooting yeah. um and. <laughs> 
the the rapper I was facing, his name was Seventeen. Um, and then I think I was talking about uh, loading them with like seventeen shots, no thirty eight. I was like, ah, ah, Fetty Wap, what you gonna yeah. do with it? Uh, and then he said. Um, you need to shut the fuck up talking about all that gun violence because I, I did a photographer uh, videography and stuff at the time. So I was oh, like sure. uh, doing videography for weddings and he found out about it. Like he found like all my personal <laughs> shit on the side. So he's like, you need to stop talking that gun violence. The only things you shoot are grooms and brides, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was on the ground. I'm not going to lie. But like uh, that that builds you. And then. Uh, I had the Beat Stars thing going on where they had the Beat Stars competition, and I definitely found the entirety of like my freestyling and battle rap really amplified there because there was like viewers from around the world as opposed to where like battle rap, battle app was just very like North America based. And at that point, like the people that were coming were like all such high skill that it forced me to practice. One thing I have noticed though um, was. I find it really hard to make friends <laughs> when, <laughs> when I'm in a battle rap, like, area. Because, like, I'll be cool with all of them and stuff in the beginning. Like, like we show up, we're all there. We're like, ah, ah, it's lit. We're cool. <laughs> and then we get to the part where we're, we just battle on each other um and these were freestyle battle raps so just completely off the top yeah. and i'm just i'm just smoking them about whatever the fuck and then like afterwards i'm like yo did you have a good time and then no one's talked to me anymore <laughs> yo like bruised egos and all that yo like they're talking hot shit to me too and i'm like oh yeah it's cool haha <laughs> as soon as i turn it around i'm like yo i fucked your mom they're like oh my god and <laughs> so um yeah. finding that balance internally with yourself is definitely really key to be able to be in that environment oh. otherwise no new friends no new friends <laughs> yeah no nah, i know man i mean toronto has like the most amazing like battle rap scene and all that too like you know mm. with um king the dot and all that mm. you know with but organics like doing and all that mm. i've had like homies that were actually like battle rapping before at one point like one of my guys like skeevy's tips actually used to be like a battle rapper and all that he mm. also like worked with like uh macadani as well too and mm. like sadly he passed away to cancer just oh, like so earlier sorry. this year and all that but yeah Fuck, man. sorry man that's nah, all good man it's all good but he's like in a better place too and all that stuff so. nah, facts for real but like just like even like learning more about them like even within the battle rap scene and all that because a lot of people like get like intrigued and interested into that aspect where you know you create a community and then you also sort of create like friendships too and all that but i feel like the ones with like the bruised egos like i feel like it's hard to like even get that whole like friendship back and all that either way you know no, so. absolutely but sadly uh sometimes the bruised egos cause the best battles like when they're both mad at each other and they come back at it it's tough like, you're like, you're like and then he, when you're sitting there and you hear it there's almost this sense of realism now it's not that he just said that it's yeah, all true. he also meant that it's <laughs> like oh true, true. nah for sure man yeah <laughs> but have you ever felt like it like ever like opens like opportunities uh, for you to even pursue more like in music or like even take your music to like the next step oh absolutely like a hundred percent um i was doing a lot of freestyling and a lot of battle rapping. And it was only last year that I was like, you know what, let's, let's actually make music. Um, and when I went into that, I had worked with a lot of artists before from like a film production standpoint. Oh, sure. And all of them always said, if I was to do it again, I would just drop 
a bunch of singles. Like I would just have a bunch of singles ready and then drop them one by one instead of starting with an EP or starting with an album. And I was like, okay, okay. So I've had the chance to hear that from multiple people. And that's kind of been what I've been trying to do. So I've been just cooking. So I have all these singles ready. This is how come I have songs to perform and I'm able to go on stage and stuff because I do have songs, but I'm just trying to wait until I have like my fave 12 ready. And then I'm just going to just drop single by single and just come out swinging content piece after content piece, you know? No, oh, 100% Suma. And then, like, I feel like it ha- it can, like, lead to, like, other, like, ways of fame. Like, even, like, getting, like, people to, like, notice you and all that and, like, yeah. even, like, tapping in. And, like, there's, like, other people, like, that want to, like, get into that whole aspect of battle rap or, like, even, like, with freestyling and all that. And, like, within, like, your situation, too, like, what was, like, the advice that you gave to anyone, like, pursuing, like, battle rap, like, in that sense? Oh, it was definitely... Don't let that shit hurt you. Um, one, two, do research. Like the the research is super important. Like it, <laughs> like sometimes you feel like there's a line, and you're like, "Yo, do I cross it?" Because when I was doing uh, the Beat Stars one, there was one guy that I was going up against, and I found out about his baby mom's her name. And his daughter, <laughs> his daughter was like three. And I was like, yo, do I, do I attack it? Um, Cause it, it, it would hit, but then I'm like, oh, do I feel good about it? So I decided, you know, I was like, let's fucking go for it. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. and I ended up winning the battle. Um, and I got blocked so fast. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, yeah. But before I started, I was like, yo, yo, before I say any of this, I don't mean it. (laughs) Um, And then my last uh, piece of advice, we have the research, we have the uh, don't get hurt over it. Um, Last piece of advice would be to dis positive things you don't only have to look for negative things because once you start learning, you can dis the positive aspects too. then you just have a plethora of shit to work with all the time because a lot of people think about the negative ones so if someone um if someone let's say someone larger walks in um there's going to be all these weight jokes that are going to be slapped on them uh but no one thought about the idea that why is he in battle rap saying that he's tough but he has this really nice car outside and then the whole like your real name's clarence like approach (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah, man. Like, I don't know if there's, like, ever, like, an instance where, like, a sex tape was, like, ever brought up or, like, news and all that. Like, I remember, like, there was, like, another battle rap scene that I've seen that someone, I think these two, like, female battle rappers uh, were going at it. Mm. And one showed, like, I think, like, nudes or a sex tape and all that. And, like, that was, like, one of the craziest, like, instances ever. Like, they actually had, like, a photo up where they just showed, like, the sex tape with the nudes and all that. And it was just, like... You know, that was like a little career under right there and all that. Nah, nah. Fat. See, at first, at first, I got terrified because you were like, oh, yeah, about the sex tapes. And I was like, did shit drop of me? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I thought you we were talking about me, bro. I was like, nah. Um, but no, uh, I feel like that's that's probably the one part I wouldn't go to. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd bring it up. I would totally bring it up. Um, but I wouldn't be like, oh, your your friend screenshotted it and sent it to me, so now I have it oh, here. Because then true. I feel like it was almost a cheat code to yeah, win no, as opposed exactly, to man. was your skill use yeah, to man. win. So then I'm like, uh. 
No, for sure. And are you still like battle rapping to the same and all that? High key. Um, I haven't really battle rapped as much since like as of this year, uh, since I started like creating music and trying to step into that realm more so because battle rap takes fucking time. Oh, sure. One to like cook this because you have to do the research, then you have to figure out how you're going to cook them. But for me, I feel like I'm really slow with memorizing shit. So I was pushing everything aside oh, in order sure. to make sure I had the stuff memorized. So by yeah. the time I came there, I was able to like no, remember sure. everything and just eat. Yeah, no. um, people were like, yo, I haven't talked to you in so long. And I'm like, every time you and I was just trying to get that <laughs> down. So I, I haven't, I haven't touched in a bit, but no. under, um, under certain circumstances, I would come out for like a match or two, but I don't oh, think true, I would like true. stay in the field yeah. much. No, nah, for sure. I want to like end off this uh, battle rap uh, subject with like this like one uh, question. Oh yeah. Who yeah. do you think might have had like the craziest like fall off like in battle rap and all that? Craziest fall off in battle like, rap. You know where they had it all, and then I think like when one instance happened, you know, like you know, there's like no turning back and all that. Oh my god. See, in terms of battle rap, I can't think of someone for battle rap, but I can think in terms of, like, the freestyling. Because I know I know in battle rap there's times where they, like, go to jail. Like, I, I don't remember what's his face, but he went away for, like, nine years. And then he came back trying to attack again. But then the nine-year thing, he just kept getting smoked. Like, I think Arsenal said this one thing oh, to true. him where he was like, uh, uh, who really been in these streets longer since he was gone for nine yeah. years? And he was saying he was, oh, God, he was eaten. Uh, but in terms of um, just, like, freestyle. someone who, like, would freestyle a lot yeah. and was really at the top of the game, I would totally say Tori. Because oh, uh, when he would do his freestyles on, like, um, when he would come up onto radio shows and do the freestyles, like, they were always so crazy and everyone was like oh my god this is amazing and it's like oh he was able to master um being able to because one, one of the hard things about battle rappers going into music and like that flow and like yeah. freestyles going into music is th there's so much emphasis on the kind of bars i'm gonna say that when you yeah, put it no. into the music it's, it, it doesn't yeah, have I'm a sure. bounce or bump to it anymore but he had figured out how to balance that and then now that you oh, know true. This, uh, 100% too yeah. yeah i think for me I had like two people in mind too. Yeah. One of them was I think uh, from the UK and all that. Um, he was like I think well known with like Skepta and all that. But it was this guy named like I think Solo Forty Nine or something like that too. Okay. And like okay. um, I think he was like charged with like you know first degree murder and all that. I and didn't do it. He <laughs> and basically like he I think sliced uh, this woman up like at a oh, like house and all shit. that and left her party parts like around and all that. Um, he was like well known within battle rap and then you know like he tried to hide it off like he was like dealing with issues and all that. But then when they found him guilty, I think they gave him like a shitload of years and all that. Oh my! I, because God. like he was like well known back then, and then I think after everything that happened, like yeah, like no return and all that. Yo, when we're supposed to body someone in battle rap, that's not what we mean. That's fucking <laughs> <Yo>. crazy. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's like kind of crazy too and all that. And I mean, you know, some people like God. really take it to heart, you know, so. People took it to heart that he chopped her up? Like, I think. No, I, he, I, I, I would understand. That's yeah. kind of fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, oh, my nah, God. Sure. And then I don't know no, if you know this other guy shit. named. Yeah, man. Nah, for sure. You know, and 
I mean, he's in jail somewhere in England, so or prison, so like yeah. there's no like turning back either way. Yeah. Um, there's like this other guy that's actually still alive and all that was well known in battle rap. I don't know if you know like a guy named like what uh, Lush One by any chance. Lush, lush one, lush one, lush one, lush one, lush like one. Like Jewish guy like? from like LA and all oh, that. Oh shit! No, no, yeah, he yeah. He was like with disaster and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, after the whole battle rap thing, he was on no jumper and all that. Like things sort of seemed good for him for a bit too because totally. he had like addiction and all that. And then I think one day while he was at no jumper and all that, um, he got fired like immediately for I think leaking like content and all that and. His uh, show with Disaster, uh, God's Here, actually got, uh, like, shut down, like, immediately and all that. And basically, he was on this, like, little, like, tirade thing, like, on social media about, like, Adam-22 and all these other people and all that. And then they just exposed, like, more information about Lush and all that and, like, him doing drugs and all that type of stuff, too. And, like, that was, like, also, like, the craziest fall-off in a non-serious matter, too, because Bro went from being, like, the respected, like, person in battle rap to... Someone who's at his like last moments in life and all that too. So it's like, <laughs> like he's still like alive. He's still doing okay. But it's like, you know, there's, there's no no turning back after becoming a su- successful like battle rapper and then like just going straight to no jumper and then having your career die out from there and all that. Mm. But mm. yo, that's like top five fears for sure. You just everything's chilling and then just it's not. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, for sure. You know and. You know, getting more onto the podcast uh, part for a bit, too, you know, just to kind of get more into discussion for a bit, too. I think, like, everything's, like, all done with the whole, like, interview aspect, too. But, um, okay, like, to speak more on hip-hop, because it's, like, a very, like, serious, like, subject uh, right now. Yes, sir. Do you feel like hip-hop or, like, rap is, like, dead right now, or is it getting, like, better than ever? High key. I feel like anyone who says hip-hop is dead... Uh, is coming from the place of saying that they don't like the lyrical content and or lyrical style of how things are um, coming to them. And they're like, we liked how it was before. I 100% think anyone who thinks that just isn't knowledgeable on all of the artists that are out right now. Because there are so many artists that don't fit into whatever it is that you don't like that are still doing like kind of like old school catered type things or hella lyricism. Um, there's like a, like Coast Contra that's out right now, for example. Um, crazy. It's literally like if you were to take 90s and put it into 2023, like it's nuts. Um, but with, with that, it's also the consumer because... I you don't see everyone sitting down bumping Nas in the club like how they'll be bumping Drake. Like I'll hear Drake every other song or every two songs. There's that, or you'll hear like ski because like that. That's 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 like what you want to do when you're yeah. drunk and dancing. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily want to hear uh something about like child abuse while you're trying to get lit and hit on people yeah. in the club setting. Uh, so there's definitely, it comes from the consumer because we ourselves are buying yeah. all of those tracks. Uh, but at the same time, if you don't like what hip hop is now, then you're just not looking at all of the different uh, artists that we actually have yeah. to offer. 
No, for sure. And like, I think like it's even like within the duration of music too and all that, because mm. now nowadays, like most songs are like, you know, under like two minutes, you know, it's like, mm. oh, minute 50, mm. like one minute, you know, like that's mm. like made for like an interlude or for like something like very unique or a skit and all that. But mm. artists are actually making actual songs under within that time, my life and all that. And like, even like with e- they're dropping more EPs than like actual like albums and all that too, you know, because they don't want like they don't want to like bore the fan base, you know, because of the short attention span and all that. And mm. sometimes too, it could either be like something like very catchy that's like gonna be like three minute song, mm. or like they're putting they're all in for like a minute and like fifty nine seconds and all that too. So mm. I think like I could say like TikTok was like one of the like problems uh, for a bit too on you know changing that aspect of music duration and all that too. So yeah, mm. one of the things that's super interesting about TikTok is usually the hook of the song is what you love most about the song. Yeah. TikTok has definitely made it popular for you to fall in love with a certain like four lines of the song. Cause yeah, that's exactly. the part of the song that's in the trend. Yeah, and it has caused me to be really excited to listen to a song. And then when I listen to it, I love that part. And then we're out of that part. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, you know, sure. cause um, it'd be different if it was the course because then it can come back again. Yeah, but sure. when that one part is gone, the rest of the song you don't have as much love yeah. for, so you don't care for it as much. Yeah, no, for sure, man. And I think it has like caused like a lot of issues for like a lot of artists that make more meaningful uh, music, like Steve Lacey and all that. Like I was like watching mm. this like crazy video about you know the storyline of like Steve Lacey and how mm. TikTok like ruined his respect as like an artist and all that too. You know, like just for people to view him and all that. Like he's still like a successful artist, but. Like, people won't, like, really look at him the same, too, because they assume he's, like, a TikTok artist, even though he's made countless projects way prior to mm. TikTok's, like, existence and all that, like, mainstream-wise mm. and all that. So, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it would, like, also, like, talk about, like, how, like, certain, like, platforms and other, like, incentives, like, also help artists, like, who were famous, like, on that TikTok realm and all that, and they could, like, calculate it to, like, live shows and all that, too, so... So you um just uh, getting back onto topic uh, yes, right sir. now. In your opinion, what would you consider like the best era of like hip hop and all that? Oh shit! Best era of hip hop. I definitely think. Okay, so I'll say for style, I loved. Early 2000s most. Am I biased? Probably. Because that's when I was like in that like childhood development side of myself. So that's the stuff that'll really like resonate with me. Um, I just really loved music that was coming out there because it was kind of the transitional period from really hard-hitting storytell rap of the 90s, then going into, um, yo, we gonna make sure everything's a bop so we're on vibes that happened in, the, like, the 2010s. Uh, so right there in the 2000s is kind of like that really great middle point for me where I was just like, yo, this is... Ah. But in terms of music to dance to and hip-hop in its inclusion of dance, uh, I really loved the 2010s um because that's when like the shoot and yeah, shit exactly. came in like the the second half of the 2010s yeah. uh i loved that or when like 
the the Dougie came around. Yeah, no, that, that, like those those really hit nice. When when, when was when was Teach Me How to Dougie? That, that was uh, like that was like right? twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, sure. yeah. Like I just like all those dances feels so iconically timeless. Maybe the, the shoots just because it's my favorite. Yeah. But um, like the whip and the nay nay and shit. Like just dance being such a huge push of hip-hop music at the time because it'd be like oh whenever this song comes on you have to do this dance and that's kind of really what elevated tiktok into how it is now yeah, like no, a sure. dance being essential for a type of song yeah no 100 yeah. man and i think for me like it is like sort of similar to me but i feel like the 2010s like musically is a kind of like the best era of hip-hop in my sense too you know me mainly because of like the versatility and like the styles like that people mm. incorpor- incorporated because mm. a lot of artists like use like 90s and 2000s style to bless up like the 2010s and all that like early 2010s like 2010 to like 2016 like when mm. the blog era was like there and all that mm. you've had like maybe like the best music from all those artists and all that from different like subgenres uh, to like with the mainstream one with the underground one like with the whole like young money type one like that was like very like amazing in that sense too and like mm. like i could say like the 90s and 2000s were like also like runner-ups uh, too because of the whole creativity and sound but like it was like within one derivative and all that mm. like you don't really see like a lot of effects happen to make it more open within music until like maybe like the late 2000s where mm. like kid cuddy came in like asheroff came in and all that you know and then like the early 2010s just like embraced it like fully and all that like street rappers weren't even like making music at that time like that and all that aside from like gucci Mane and like i think like waka flaka like they were but like it wasn't really as like valued as it was like you know now like now and all that and like even like before you know so mm. i feel like it was really huge getting to hear kind of that the effects of how someone says something like just just the sound of the lyric can be just as important um, as the lyrics itself for the listener. And I know that was done a lot with the delivery of like 90s rap. Like they'd be very like, like like there was a lot more like of this doing it as opposed to now for us to have that same effect. We do that in post-production. Like that's the effect that comes in there like with uh, how Kanye will run his voice or when you... uh, hear Lil Uzi Vert about to start and it's like that yeah exactly and you're like oh yeah I think like the ad-libs like kind of improved more like I know like the 90s they didn't really like value it like that 2000s Mm. here and there I mean GZ was like the ad-lib god of that time and all that Gucci Mane suit and all that but then it wasn't really valued until like later on later on and all that when every rapper was like doing like an ad-lib like in the 2010s and all that so I could like say that too and all that but yeah, man, Um, like even like in terms of just like, you know, subject matter, like even with music too, like I think we've talked about this like on IG earlier and all that, but mm. this whole like dissing the dead, smoking on the dead stuff going on in music. I know like you kind of like were wondering more about that question and I was like wondering like on your thoughts as well too about that. Yeah, see, it feels so weird and so wrong to me once someone has died to like talk any more shit about them i don't know if it's just how i was raised at that point but i feel like at that point they've kind of exited the chat 
there's no longer the opportunity for them to say anything back with themselves. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's kind of just a one-way discussion now. And in yeah. a one-way discussion, it's just... it it. Like if they if they can't say anything and they can't hear it, I almost feel like ah, what's the point of saying it now? Unless of course it was someone who actively did something to you and you're just continuously speaking on yeah. what it was that they did to you. But just to talk shit about someone after they've died, I'm like mm -hmm, him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to even speak more on that, it's like more like the environments. Like a lot of these kids uh, grow up and like you know, I think like there's like no shift in like who you put the blame on aside from, like, the artists themselves, like, for some people, if they really view that, but mm. there are, like, a lot of, like, factors that do come to it, like, the environments, how that person was like to them, like, as you, like, said, you know, how do you, like, receive that person, like, I think just, like, even, like, socioeconomic effects and all that, too, like, mm. if it brings, like, a lot of value, too, like, I remembered when Tuca became, like, a thing and all that, like, every mainstream artist was saying, you know, we're smoking on Tuca, like, Young M.A. and, like, Annalie Chapa were, like, saying those words and, like, other people like noticed like real quick and like it sort of became like a mainstream thing because the people that were affiliated with Tuka were sort of like blackballed like in the music industry and all that 100%. whereas the others had like some sort of like fame and all that too and all that so mm. Mm. and like you know in Toronto like recently it became like a crazy thing um because there was like this rapper named uh, Doba DQ who actually passed away uh just like a while back and all that and like there was like videos like circulating of him like dissing people like from a specific area that he had issues with and all that and like people were like kind of like doing the same in IG and all that and like even like bringing it like to home and all that like how do you even like feel about that I feel like anytime that I've seen someone talk shit they're talking shit about someone so that way it can get at yeah. the person, yeah. right? So my question is kind of what reward are you getting anymore at that point if there is no get back from that person because they're not there to hear it anymore? Yeah. So as I hear that happening in these, uh, in, in our streets now, I'm just kind of like, I guess, in question of what is the motive? Like, what do you as a person receive from this by doing that? I feel like for them, it's like more so respect and all that because they feel like, hey, if I get respect from my blog for or from other people, if I say this, you know, then mm. it leads me to like other features and all that. And like, you know, similar some, to the smoking Tuka thing. Yeah. And like some yeah. people like did it like indirectly. Um, I remember I think there's like rumors of like Houdini, like like R.I.P. Houdini and all that, you know, mm. basically he turned like his LV belt to the other side to diss someone from like another area and then he passed away just, you know, sometime, like, later on and all that, and people were, like, dissing him and all that, too. So it's, like, kind of, like, this interesting uh, factor on, like, what's going on and all that, and, like, what can that what can be done to, like, actually, like, change that whole effect and all that, you know, either way. I feel like the only thing that can be done at that point, it would just come up to how people are raised or the area that they're coming from, because if... That's just normalized in where you've been from. Like there doesn't, like for majority of people, respect isn't something that's taught for you to just have respect for people out of nowhere. Like respect is just earned. Oh, sure, sure. Like someone has treated you a certain way and now you have a certain level of respect for them. So if, there any, if there's anyone that hasn't treated you in a sense 
to cause respect than I guess alive or dead from that point. They'll just yeah. be like, well, I said fuck you before and I'm gonna say fuck you now, nigga. Like at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely understand too. And you know, I definitely agree as well too. And you know, just to even get your opinion on right now, how do you feel about the whole Toronto GTA music scene out right now? Do you feel that there should be some changes on the direction of what the scene should go to, or do you feel like it's fun the way it is? Oh my God. So I find it so crazy how Toronto uh, is known for kind of like a specific sound and also known for a specific visual, right? Like there's there's that Toronto sound and visual that you expect, especially with the visual with that like purple and blue. Um, we got weed in the apartment and we're like chilling. Um, so with that being there, if you go over the border and we go into the States, um, different cities are especially known for different sounds. Like you have like the East Coast sound that you'll know of or like kind of the West Coast ride or like um, you can think of like a Jersey bounce type beat, right? Like like in different cities and different areas, there are different sounds. And I feel like a step forward we can make that would be super interesting uh, would be for if we had different cities that kind of had that same thing. Like, it's like, oh my God, there goes that Mississauga grunge or yeah. like, oh man, the Brampton bells, yeah. you know, like, like if, if different cities where all these other rappers are coming from kind of had their own thing to stand out. Cause as of right now, there'll be rappers from how many different cities, but everyone's still repping yeah. Toronto and the Toronto scene and the Toronto sound, <laughs> yeah, which no. is cool in terms of, it makes it one large kind of demographic. But at the same time, I feel like um, just seeing difference and variety could be something that brings up Canadian music in general. Yeah. I know like specific cities have that unique sound and all that. Like I know Montreal, like they're big on like the francophone, like music and all that. Like totally. a lot of them are incorporating, incorporating that. Totally. And like a lot of artists, in my opinion, from Montreal are sort of more successful mainstream wise, you know, to be like even on public television to mm. being like on those platforms and all that. Like even mm. if it's like in French, than with Toronto artists like at the moment, you know, because like, you're, you're, how are you going to see like a Toronto artist on like CBC or like CTV, like, you know, like a mainstream Toronto rapper, like a Casper or a Pressa, if it's not like a news article about, you know, a recent shooting or a recent situation going oh, on. Fuck. Like if you like go to Montreal and like watch like a random like show on the news, like they'll have like this guy, like Izzy S, you know, being on a talk show and all that or like another artist like um, Anaya Ali, well, you know, like doing a performance like on a TV segment and all that. And mm. it just like even kind of depends on the situation. And I think in terms of like sounds and all that, um, I actually do want to see like Windsor like incorporate the Detroit style because it does make sense like that they're close to that same area too. So mm. yeah, you know. I definitely need to learn more about Windsor. I didn't even realize how many black people were up in Windsor until yeah. like about a year ago. Then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, we got we got niggas there too. That's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah, I just man. I just assumed all of us were just were just like in the one space uh in like lower Ontario. Yeah. But now I'm finding out like so much more. Uh and I totally agree with the idea of uh Montreal sound and that being able to put out um and uh, there are a few artists that I know uh from Montreal as well and when I'm looking kind of at what they post their demographic both from the music and to um just how they present themselves forward kind of that like 
bilingual artist um, commercial aspect is automatically just kind of in that zone, yeah. which I find so interesting. And I'm like, damn, like y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all just, y'all are just so crisp, pristine, clean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think like they've had like more of a clean cut approach because I actually saw like Izzy S on uh, the Legacy Award thing just like last year and all that, and like mm. like the same like the music is like sort of same. As like a Presso or a Casper or a Freem French, it's mm. just like in French and like some people might not like even like understand like the language shelf or a bit too, but like even like when you hear the lyrics, it's like, you know, they're talking about the same stuff like guns, drugs, like money and all that too. But I feel like it's just like a different taste, a different style and all that and, you know, different fan base too, you know, so. Mm. But mm. nah, for sure, you know, and I want to ask like these questions like a little bit uh, more briefly, but um, how did you uh, get your stage name? Oh, how did I get my stage name? Okay, so it was my first love. <laughs> ah, ah, we getting shy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was my first love. Um, and I wanted to make a poetry account. Uh, cause I had grown up feeling like so like unheard all the time. And I was like, I want I wanna be able to just say something, but at the same time, I feel like there was a sense of shame of it coming from me because I shouldn't be talking about whatever the fuck I'm going to talk about. So I was like, I want to make an anonymous poetry account. And I came with like a list of words yeah. and names and I'm like, pick something from here. You tell me. I've been staring at this list. I don't know. And she was like, huh, I like this unseen thing you have going on. I'm like, okay. And she's like, like this, I would say put these two together, like these two words that you had here. And I was like, oh, and thus unsighted um but originally i guess was unsighted poet uh because that was going to be the instagram account yeah. just for me to drop my poetry uh and then she was like yeah it's kind of like they never see it coming you know like so i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and i dropped i dropped it and i was doing poetry from it and then a year ago when i decided to start actually doing like music music and such um i turned it because technically it was the same idea like a lot of things that i wanted to say but didn't think I was supposed to say or be able to say. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking say it. So that same account then turned into my rap stuff oh, now. True. No, yeah. 100%, man. And how do you even like feel about like the latest trend of like, you know, mainstream artists like not selling out arenas or amphitheaters with like a large fan base? I feel like... I feel... I, I know a lot of newer artists in which that happens too because they're new but they're large artists. And I think the reason that happens is because there's a little bit of a disconnect um, when you follow someone through socials, just that you've seen on socials and that you like on socials because you like their content, you like the personality on socials, but it doesn't necessarily always come back to um, real life ticket sales. And I think because one of the most important things um, back in the day and kind of now is the idea of as an artist, are you creating culture? Um, not just the content you create, but the culture you're creating and culture can come from when people come to your shows, there's almost this sense of, uh, elitism in a sense where you're like, Oh, we're kind of in this community. Uh, it's like, Oh, we, we know 
we all have to be in leather or something like that. Or it's like, oh my gosh, there's going to be people that are just like me here. And I met someone that was just like me before at the same uh, event slash venue. And that's going to happen again. Or it's like, oh, there's a secret handshake that we all know. And I'll use video games as as an example, because I was talking about video games and stuff that I love. Um, You know, when you're going to like a con or something, let's say you're going to go to see other Mass Effect fans. All of you are going to be like, this is my favorite store on the Citadel. And it's an inside joke. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, so I think that will is probably the reason there isn't kind of like that culture as much that's created online. And the ones that do kind of create a culture, not just content that's likable, those are the ones you would be able to see something turn to. Like, um, she's not a rapper at all, but I would use the example of like, uh, like Chris. Uh, from TikTok. She was like one of those first TikTokers that was like really oh, big. Um, Casey, Casey, Chris Casey or something oh, like true, that. True. Um, but the way people will be in her comment section and such like that, they're all kind of like friends with each other at that point. Oh, so if there was an event to happen, they all want to be with each other, yeah, exactly. not just for the artist. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, you know, and I feel like a lot of things like usually come like in mind too, you know, just like the idea of social media too, because TikTok kind of played a role in, and even, like, COVID, too, played a role in, like, artists having, like, weird expectations, like, one performing, because streaming numbers doesn't actually mean, like, you know, actual, like, ticket sales, like, in that sense, too. And, like, I think mm. a lot of artists have a hard time, like, even, like, finding that out because, you know, you have to kind of, like, work where you can, like, network and all that, you know. You, as I would say, like, you know, like, network horizontally and all that. So even, like, working with, like, smaller venues or even, like, working within venues within your capacity and, you know, your confidence level will work uh, better in the long run and all that. And, Mm. you know, another example was, like, Olivia Rodrigo. When she first dropped her album last year, you know, she was, like, touring in, like, you know, like, theater halls and all that. You know, like, she actually did a show at uh, Massey Hall, like, last year and all that. And people were wondering why she was, like, doing that. And she's like, you know, I want to, like, start off small within, like, smaller venues like that. And then Mm. it kind of worked out from there. She had, like, two sold-out shows. And then this year, I think she's going to be doing like arena shows like next year and all that mm. i think she's doing like two shows at the acc even mm. though she could have sold out the acc like last year and all that but mm. it's just like knowing like the confidence too and i definitely also agree with the whole like culture thing and all that because you know one example was like insane clown policy with the whole like juggalo movement and all that because they actually have this whole culture that they've built like these past like you know 30 something years and all that where people would go to these events and like the sparse parts of America and like just even be themselves up from there and all they know. So mm, mm. Yeah. I'm trying to do the same thing, especially since I don't even have a fucking song out yet. So it's not like <laughs> I can get people through streams. Nah, sure. um, but high key, I kind of walk with my branding in places that I'm going and it's starting to work. Cause I'll just show up at places and people will just scream, fuck you. <laughs> um, and I know that they're just talking about like, that's, that's, that's my oh, thing. True, like I always true. say, fuck you. And it's like a nice thing or someone could be trying to start a fight. Yeah, and I have no, no idea, but <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what do you have uh, next uh, right now in terms of like any stuff going on? Like, I know that you're going to be dropping music soon and all that. So, but do you have anything uh, going on uh, right now that you want to plug in? Oh my God. Absolutely. We have, um, Canada's highest produced, um, cypher like done period and we we filmed it it's all done that's going to be dropping soon i am um, i think it should be 
released this year. There were a bunch of things that happened that caused it to push back because I swear we had filmed it from like end of last year. Um, but I'm really excited for that to come out. I'm going to be dropping music, like my first ever single in the beginning of next year. And now I've said it so I can be held accountable for this shit. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let me push it back. In next year, or let's say first half for sure. Let's say first half. Um, I'm going to be dropping music and we're going to have a fucking release party. The shit's going to be wild. We're going to mosh. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Sure. You know, and do you have any like closing remarks you'd like to say? Do you want to like plug in like your socials and all that? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yo, what the fuck is up? Fuck you, it's your boy Unsighted right here. You already know what we're talking about on the lens of Yashu. Uh, you got to go follow me, U-N-S-I-G-H-T-E-D Poet on Instagram. Uh, and then it'll also be like Unsighted on Spotify when it drops. Oh my God, are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Nah, for but sure. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, we definitely got to like bless it up uh, with a couple freestyles uh, right here and all that. Okay. You know, we actually do have a little like test stuff uh, right here. and Hilarious. Have some notes uh, for a bit too. Oh, and like, God. you know, you should i'll kind of share it on my way like once it starts but you had to like kind of hold it in for the book uh right now but uh if you can like actually just like tap into this book it's pretty interesting uh, right now but we're just gonna start with freestyle instead you know Yo, that's so. tough that's tough okay hold on let's get the chapstick let's get the chapstick the chapstick's important here mm. and you know the headphones too you know mm, yes sir yes sir yes sir yeah but like either way too you don't have any uh, regrets and all that um i would say I have plenty of regrets, uh, <laughs> but what I try to do with regrets is I change my thought process from being like, oh, I just regret this and it kind of being in a space where I'm like, how, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have the knowledge it takes for me to even regret it in the first place. Ah, true. Um, like definitely... I'm like, yo, I started music so late. Like, why am I joining now? And I'm like, well, all of the things that I said I've learned that I'm now applying into music, I wouldn't have gotten to do if I didn't start it later. So, you know what? Yeah. Fuck regrets. <laughs> nah, for sure, you know. So we'll definitely get this started right there, you know? Gang. Okay, so is this going to be, like, just off the top and then I have to make stuff work with whatever words you yeah like I'll, I'll like i'll show the notes i'll show like the, uh, the notes too and like okay it'll be like you know like two stanza then the other stanza and all that like bow, bow, bow. i showed like pretty quick and all that and then you just kind of like wrap from there and all that okay okay so we'll go one word at a time and you'll hold it there yeah. for me you'll, you'll, sh you'll show camera so they know what's yeah, up yeah. too okay all right okay shit and then once like the paper's all done you move to the next beat you know okay okay so hold it and then once i say it Put it down and switch to the next All one. All right, yeah. I'm okay, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, let's get it. Uh -huh. Man's going to have supercalifragilisticexpialidocious on there for sure. <laughs> I'm sighted in this bitch. You already know what it is. All right, let's see what we got. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. I'm Uh-huh. Yo, a lot of candy like it's pop rocks. All these niggas coming to me, I be on the top box, standing on the top stage. All of them are gon' hate. 
not doing all of this everybody they misbehave when i'm going they want to see if i have a lawyer they want to see if i can employ these other niggas coming to me but if they rolling in the whip then you know it is the whole convoy ah while i keep on going they say that they lose and i'm playing video games detroit become human while i'm doing that these other niggas know i'm smoking cubans then i'm coming right and we fucking the cubans i say ho fist to my boy fuck all these niggas trying to kill us like george floyd everybody want to see the shit we do and what we enjoy all of the shit that I go forward i can employ uh Yo, they wanna see me go low When I'm like this, you know that I ain't slow-mo If they wanna get that, then they gon' get low I got my nigga in the back rolling with me named Fredo ah, How do we get the cheese? They been saying, oh my god, all of these niggas please If we go, know that I'm going like this with the flow I'll be touching up her titties like the shit play dough. It be color two, color do, oh my god, color few They wanna see if I be going, man, just call a few I'm like that, but here we go, I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo, I'm watching on the radio, I say ho, sitting with the lens of Yashu, I made yo, what they gon' do, because I made yo, put that on a hot dog, oh my god, I'm hot dog, where is the applause, do that, do you know that they don't know me, I'm chilling with the wolves, these bitches just coyotes, when I'm like that, know that I got this flow, then you know I gotta pull it out like it's an E40, do they know me, when I'm doing this, it is the old me, and the new me put together, and they gonna show me, I Keep on going, and if they know me, I got a tall bitch, but she's still my shorty. When she bent over, either way, she not 5'11". She be on her hands and knees, calling that seven. If I go with this, they wanna get a witness, and then I'm going in, and I'm always getting these bitches. Uh, I got the dick, all these niggas, they know me. I be magic when I spit, that be Rick and the Morty. When I go off, no wonder that you know I got venereal diseases when I'm spitting. It's like vector cereal. Huh. I had to bring it back, uh, changing up the color, so I had to bring it black, uh, if I'm doing that, they wanna see if it's Skepta, but me, I be choosing bitches, I'm a selector, like one, two, three, four, five, and six, I'm Magneto and Magneta coming with this bitch, and if I could do that, they wanna see me go get her, I be all up in their guts, grabbing the placenta, <laughs> Man, we keep spitting. I've been doing this. I'm always spitting shit different. And I'll keep on going. No wonder they can't stop me. I'm Irv, and you know they coming. And then they got it. They got it with the cha 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 cha. And we spitting. And when I'm doing this, I'm always keeping it different. I'm different. That's two chains. Uh, well, I'll be coming. Here's two rings. Uh, I'm real cocky. Roll up in the Bugatti. And then I jump out just a switch in the Maserati. And when we doing that, I'm saying, yo, my nigga Abu Dhabi be coming to me. And then I got and they all hotties we like huh if they hotties and she an asian then i guess she looking like wasabi and if she ain't complacent then she coming to the topping coming to the topping and you know i'm getting topping we going ooh. if she want the nuts i'm dropping these cashews you should know all the little cash i don't lose and if i be sitting right here i'll be spitting with my nigga on the lens of yashu let's go all right 100 percent man and yo god damn yeah. you know we got to do like <laughs> another one uh, for here for a bit and all that ooh. another dope stuff and all that and you know you'll definitely like love this right there you know yes yeah, sir yo let me let me water up real quick oh, spitting. Uh. yeah i gotta get like someone to kind of do like that whole like little like thing where like that whole like head thing comes in and like it just comes out like uh the words and all that you know hilarious hilarious yeah for sure for sure for sure all right all right uh one more we just spitting bars now we just going yeah, at it straight spitting on just, bars just spitting, and all that. Just spitting. Yeah. all right bet yeah. 
this is round one or round three, you would never know. <laughs> Let's go. I'm excited. Uh. Bitch getting pound, I just watch how her head go. Weave all around on the side of the headboard. Bitch face down sideways in defense mode. I ain't never been a virgin. I was fucked from the get-go. We a different Nilo, we different people. You pins and needles. We ain't amigos. I'm counting pounds and you stick to kilos. You ain't what we know. You making bank that we make casinos. I'm the original number one motherfucking sequel. I'm unsighted, bitch. Keep flip ignited, bitch. Slip quick inside of shit. Sick fit and icy wrist. Spit with the nicest lips. This shit decided this. Standing on 2020 the way that I'm on site with this We had to move from the hood cause it wasn't a home Guess the streets love Google, every nigga had chrome All this ice made him cream, put the shit in the cone How am I sweating in this bitch and I still make it look cold? Uh, she fly in a boss, opposite of an innocent Body built with sugar spice, connect the lawn and cinnamon Jesus Christ, I'm a sin again, she too nice, I'm a hit again Chilling in my house so you know that I had to slither in Asian fetish way that I'm all over these limbs Hit it again, then she went and bring in a friend say she 36 bitch then you matching the rims niggas call me double double fuck it twice in the tins it's unsighted yeah all right man yo that's yo let me talk my shit yo let me you already know what the fuck is up i came in this bitch i came to spit and i was i was nervous too i'm gonna tell you i was, I was like yo yo i hope I, i'm i hope i'm able to hit that heat because this, this this shit meant so much to me but here we are you better follow you boy you better love this shit i'm here to bring hip-hop <laughs> yeah, likewise, man. Josh, also known as Yashu, episode 52, TLY Talk, signing off. Yes, sir. Fuck you.